You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I'm just Harry. <laughs> Are you? Who? Where am I? I'm sorry, Are I think you? I got a concussion. Like, it's a bummer. Like, I hate all of this. It's fucked. So we got Jordan back today, which is awesome. What Super up? stoked to have you. Um, and I was thinking it would be really fun if we tried really hard to get through all our notes. <laughs> we have so many so notes. It's going to be kind of a rapid fiery question. We have right. Blair and Cody on the show later with their segments. And so it seems like these episodes are landing around an hour and a half total, which is great. Yeah. But I think to get through all of our notes, we got to have to, we're going to have to. <laughs> if we get through all of these notes and land at an hour and a half, I'll be pretty impressed. Okay, but that means we only record for an hour. Right. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So I have the note panties. That's my first note. And you, we were laughing because just two days ago we had a mere three total notes. And now we have, I don't know, 20. <laughs> it's got to be 20. Yeah. Um, and so I have this little headband I wear around the house, like, my head bangs and shit goes get so oily. Anyways, I like to put my headband on sometimes. I left it in the living room. Alex picked it up the other day <laughs> and was like, your headband looks like a pair of panties. Oof. And I was like, I feel a certain type of way about him using the word panties because he's not a delicate person. Oof. Have you met Alex? Yeah. Yeah, he is... You know, a commercial fisherman. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad growing up would probably have said panties because it's just like we're little girls and he's like, clean up your. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's such a foul word. You think so? It re- is, it, is it like moist or people getting over moist? Because for a while, moist people- is like. Moist is. It's overplayed almost. Like, everyone knows that the implications behind the word moist That's true. and the word itself doesn't sound good. So, what, a, what about panties? <laughs> Oh, man. One of our coworkers just walked in, as I said. As you, so, what about panties? panties? What about panties that, like, turns turns your stomach? Ugh. I think it just feels creepy, like, the, as a term. I think this is the way people feel about mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I think the plight of the mayonnaise is not the same as the plight of mayonnaise. I don't know. Panties. Is it because... It's a delicate word. I feel like just say underwear. Do you? What do you say? What well, do you call them? panties is yeah. gender specific, in my opinion. Maybe that's what makes it feel so weird. Yeah, because then I was like asking Asa, I was like, well, you have your panties on. And he was like, what? this is so weird. Yeah, can can women wear tidy whities or is that also gendered? Well, I think there are women who wear tidy whities. Yeah, proudly. people call them panties. Undies? Undies. I love I like undies. undies. Yeah. Underoos? So you don't like the word panties. And I just thought it was funny that Alex used the word panties and then and also then it- thought that my panties, quote unquote, were just on the couch. Like, that's where they would be. Like, that's... Sometimes, though, he'll rotate my laundry, and I'm like, uh... Like, you know, mm. he'll put all my dried clothes on my bed, which is very generous. Yeah. But also, I remember the first couple times it happened, I was like... You're like, mm, my uh, underoos are in there. Yeah, you either saw, touched, or came in contact <laughs> with my underwear. Now that we've been living together for six years, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He's like a brother, but... But week one, that's tough. Week one, it is rough. (laughs) It is a rough thing to get through. Are you stoked on Model Citizen? I don't know. Well, What's I going saw, on here? <laughs> I saw that you went to Model Citizen. Oh, yes, I for did. For your friend's birthday? For the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, for my friend Lauren's birthday. I want birthday. your take, actually. So we went during happy hour. And the thing is, guys, 
is I'm basically a vegetarian. So I'll eat fish here and there. But in a large group setting where we're like sharing stuff, I ate cucumbers and french fries. And everyone else ate smash burgers. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not jealous at all. I would say that their veggie stuff on their full menu looked bomb, like sounds really good. You are going to pay $17 for a salad in Ohio or at Model Citizen, I guess. Right. So I'm not like alarmed by their prices, actually. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Ohio is Hip Vegan. And I feel like their prices That's are pretty, pretty on much par. on par. Yeah. Um, and I will fuck up. If you can prepare vegetables well. Oh, mm. Oh. They do have. Um, were you not at the tasting menu night? The the topo. No, part? I have missed out on oh. all cool model citizen opportunities. Yeah, so they did a really cool like beer tasting menu um, pairing thing with topa. I think it was when Howler was released, the coffee IPA, and um, that was cool. They did a whole menu. It wasn't super expensive, and it was like four course, four or five courses. I think it was $55 per yeah, person, which included four courses and beer pairings, yeah, it was which insane. is like pretty fucking cheap. <laughs> You're going to spend that anyways. Yeah, exactly. I've, that's probably the, lo- the least I've ever spent there. Yeah. Um, but they made these carrots that were literally just carrots with like brown sugar, See, with butter, pecans. That's what I'm talking about. It was lovely. And... I had one of, I would say I came home and told Asa, and it's a bold claim, you guys, but the best margarita not made at home ever. Was there? Yes. Wow. I would just say like the tartness, the lime, the combination of the tequila and the lime, the sweetness, like everything was mm-hmm. so balanced. They do have great drinks. Like I go there after work every once in a while because they're open. Yeah. Past eight. Oh, and you know what I just did? I had a girl's night for a friend who's going through a breakup. Um, wait. Oh, my sound pad's not working. I wanted to clap because like, yeah, break up with him. Um, Always break up with him. Always. Now, if it's a woman, you want to hold on because I'm sorry, guys, but we're going to do better. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, And so I took her out and we got mocktails at Cocktail Trust. Lovely. Oh, you guys, I love Cocktail Trust. They're the best. It is very whimsical in there. It feels like you're playing D&D while you're in there or and or you're in Harry Potter world right. or you're something. You're in the Ministry of Magic. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. a giant the wizard. Tile. The wizard gets me every time because how <laughs> fucking dorky. And then you look and you're like, oh, no, wait, there is a very like uh, steampunk clock wall now all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And then there's snakes everywhere everywhere have you noticed the wall sconces the lights their hands their hands and they're like holding a a ball of fire okay wait (sighs) so the harry potter that that brings me to my next question ah what do you think of harry styles at who comes to mind when when you said harry well okay the the classic movie isn't something about mary (laughs) <laughs> no, isn't there one that's like Dirty Harry or something like that? Yeah, sure. Anywho, when I when you say Harry, just because I saw the notes already, I thought Harry Styles. Okay, because apparently, and this is the my Gen Z correspondence showing, um, ah, apparently yes. one of the litmus tests for deciding whether or not someone's a millennial or Gen Z is you ask them, what do you think about Harry? Or do you love Harry? If they say Harry Potter... They're a millennial. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. When you say Harry, the first thing that pops in my ha- head is, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> but I'm just Harry. <laughs> like, that is one of the best lines delivered ever. Yeah. Uh, and you're a millennial. <laughs> and I'm a millennial. And I can't super get into Harry Styles. Mm-mm. His music is fun. There's only a few songs like Watermelon Sugar High. Watermelon Sugar <laughs> Hi, that song's bomb. Um, I think there's a sushi restaurant song that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that he did a really good job of including Stevie Wonder as credited on his album because a lot of it is inspired by him. Oh, I didn't even know that happened. And if Stevie Wonder respects you, I'm kind of in that group. Okay. You okay, know? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like- I feel like ever since, <laughs> and I've had many conversations with my friends about this, but like ever since his acting forays like especially don't worry darling the whole thing with olivia yeah, wilde there's and been stuff. a bit of a dip there is a dip and i've also heard from mul- from somebody who went to his show recently her friend also saw him the night before so two different shows mm-hmm. said that he is a tiktok performer and very much like there's no real connection. Mm. He's just doing the same thing every every single night. Mm-hmm. And it felt very like fabricated. When we saw Lizzo and she was talking to us and because we saw Lizzo together, Sam and I, and then she went and saw Harry. It was like, it was just so real. Yeah. You can like feel when someone's being genuine or not. And yeah. And so he's, he's playing the game. He's yeah. doing a good job. I think people are super into him. Yeah. He's just a young bloke. I don't have really much. Bloke. I do think that there's something going on though. Because was he not in One Direction? Yeah, he literally was. Okay, that so... That was his big break. The One Direction guys, that was like... That was, in my opinion, like the second coming for kids of like the Beatles slash K-pop mania slash like... Do you remember One Directioners? Oh, it was... I mean, you you can How speak old? to this better than I can. Yes. What about like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like the same thing. It's their version, but it's... It's not the same thing. <laughs> like, when did it start? Because... They formed in 2010. See, I was graduating high school, so I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm good on anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, but you know what I also compare them to, actually, that I think is more relatable than NSYNC? Because NSYNC was clearly a fucking crazy hit, (laughs) is the Jonas Brothers. Now, the Jonas Brothers is to whatever One Direction is because... They have crazy cult followers. Uh-huh. It's not for everybody, but somehow they're all super fucking famous. They're all famous. So. I love the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers are they're my so One Direction, cute. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they had a better PR team. I wish they had One Direction's PR team. Yes. And from day one, I, I, I this is a pride point for me, not that it's worth anything because it's just obvious that Kevin is a dud. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's all I have to say. Kevin's a dud. <laughs> Probably a nice guy. I'm just being a fucking hater. All right. That's a lot of time on One Direction. On One Direction and Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. I know what I'm going to I know what I'm going to ask you because Cody has made it very clear that this is an important. Um, this could be what is it called when you get a crack in the glass? Someone's uh, aesthetic. Aesthetic wrinkle. Your aesthetic wrinkle. It could be your aesthetic wrinkle to some people. Mm-hmm. But what is your coffee order? My coffee order? It's just interesting to me. And Cody's right. Like, this is a good way to get to know someone. Like, what do you get at the coffee shop? Pretty much every time. Yeah. Oat milk cappuccino. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. I feel like that's not pushing any boundaries. Um, no, when I met Bridget, that's what her go-to was. Yeah, well, we both worked at the same Sing- coffee singing shop. Singing Sun, yeah, right? Yeah, we both worked at Singing Sun. Um, and I feel like when you work in coffee, like we've tried everything yeah. at least once. Yeah. Um, but a cappuccino is lovely. A cappuccino is lovely. It's smaller than a latte. I can't drink like 12 ounces of, of, of pretty much anything. Except, except alcohol. It's alcoholic. <laughs> As I, or a Diet Coke yeah. or a club. Do but you even, fuck with club soda? Yeah. I mean, like a like, like a, a sparkling water. Yeah. yeah. yeah of course. Um, but like 16 ounces, 12 to 16 ounces of a coffee, that's a nightmare. 
are you sensitive to caffeine or you just don't want to keep okay so i was going to also state on the show today that i think my biggest privilege in life besides being white let's be real let's we'll we'll acknowledge that and move on quickly however my second biggest privilege in life is being sensitive to caffeine you are sensitive to caffeine. yes yeah so am i and that's coming from someone who works at a coffee shop so i it's rare first of all like most people i know can just guzzle caffeine it's wild <laughs> second of all today for example perfect example at work all day meh around one i'm like i better have an afternoon tea so that i'm like ready i want to be energetic for the recording mm-hmm. i have my afternoon earl gray <laughs> dude i'm fucking living the dream after that you're buzzing all day i was like Ugh, why am i like this <laughs> i plan my schedule out too much i'm go 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 and then i have my tea and i'm like good thing i'm go go going <laughs> because otherwise i would sit at home and like obsessively yes (laughs) yeah i don't know i so i used to be like pretty resistant i mean i like developed a tolerance yeah because i was working in coffee yeah um but i've pared it down i used to have like three four cups of coffee a day see that's Mm -hmm. wild but uh, you know we've scaled i i realized that i wasn't less like more tolerant to coffee i was just drinking more coffee and being more anxious yes now (laughs) i'm like okay one two cups I've been in a big tea. Two cups era. of coffee means that I'm working like a 16 hour work day. Yeah. That's like if I'm or like I'm day drinking and I need to yeah. stay awake. Yeah. But I would say that I appreciate tea so much more because of the effect it has on my body <clears throat> and the type of caffeine buzz I get from it. It's easier. It's more sustainable. Mm-hmm. I feel I hate to use the word clean, but it's like cleaner on my no, body. Yeah, like for sure. it feels better. Well, it literally like scientifically mm-hmm. bring, there are bring in the science. There are vitamins and or like proteins in tea that block different receptors in your head. So like with, with matcha, it can have the same amount of caffeine as espresso can. Um, but because it has certain proteins in it that block neuroreceptors in your brain, your body will process that caffeine at a much slower rate and much more like even rate. Yeah, because I fucking I fuck with matcha because yeah. of it feels so good. And you don't feel like like you're jittery. Yeah. And it'll disperse over a longer period of time. It's good for you. I mean it's, it's a great way to start my day. You. It's good for me. It's just like mayonnaise. <laughs> exactly. <Or Diet> Coke. <laughs> Wait, we're on the we're on the talk of diet drinks. Let's talk about Diet <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> Okay, how do you how do you feel Diet Coke compares to Diet Pepsi? Do you have a take? Okay. Are these two things different in your mind? So, I will be completely honest with you. No, right? Um <laughs> I don't know what Diet Pepsi tastes like. I've only had Diet Coke ever. Well, I've only an, worked yeah. at restaurants with Coke guns. Yeah. So, when I used to work at Jimmy's Pub in mm-hmm. college, once in a while like we worked crazy shifts sometimes like like i said or i had multiple jobs or school whatever so i used to just chug like half a diet coke it's that or a cigarette (laughs) in the words of samarina (laughs) yes exactly um but i have no idea what diet pepsi and i would just say that for no reason at all i do think coke products are superior Mm -hmm. okay so diet coke (laughs) has like a distinct flavor it doesn't taste like coke no. It tastes like it's, it's it like, tastes like diet. It's Coke. like sugar-free Red Bull. Right. Which I yeah. fuck with. Okay. I so, fucking love but that. I feel flavor. like Diet Pepsi might just taste like Pepsi. That's sad. Um or the Blue Monster. Or the Blue Monster. Uh, they have the freakiest flavors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, either way. Obsessed. Okay. That's why I feel like I don't know what Diet Pepsi tastes like. No clue. The, the more the story is 
I was at lunch with the wonderful, beautiful, talented Kelly Shadewire. That's right. And she orders a Diet Coke and without even thinking or like hesitating, the server's like, of course. And I see behind her and Kelly's chasing away from the bar. But I see a literal Pepsi fridge. Yeah. And they walk over and they reach into the fridge and I'm like, you're about to get a Diet Pepsi. She's like, what? I was like, you're getting a Diet Pepsi. This is a Diet Pepsi. And it's on the table right in front of her. And she's like, here's your Diet Coke. I was like, oh. And so, Yeah, to the server, I wouldn't, I, yeah, you tell somebody. Yeah. But obviously this person was like, it's the same thing. No. It's not the same thing. And it's also. Did you try it? I don't know. I didn't try it. But it's one of those things in a customer service interaction where. (laughs) This divides the people. Like. It's like sending a bottle of wine back. Like, it's not like that, but it's Diet Coke. But it's just inconvenient enough to where, like, that this might affect the rest of my meal, but it's not so inconvenient that you feel comfortable saying something. So it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it's cringe if you say something, but I think it's cringe that the server didn't let her know. (laughs) Because I've also worked, I think when you get your chops at like a corporate place that serves ordinary middle American people who have like insane preferences about their food and drink, there are Coke families Mm -hmm. and there are Pepsi families. That's like day one of boot camp. And (laughs) you have to let them know because like, People are so intense that they know because like if you have a Coke line versus a Pepsi line, it affects what Sprite you have or if you have seven up. It or affects Sierra Mist. It, or Sierra Mist. <laughs> so so people who know their shit will be like, is this a Coke or a Pepsi restaurant? Right. And then they make their order based off that information. Right. Like it's very important. People would it was rare that people would come in and ask for Diet Pepsi. But it's but like, also, you have Diet if, Coke, right? If and it's like, add, yes. Yeah. And if you were to say, no, I have Diet Pepsi, they'd be like, okay, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, some moms are just going to drink their diet drink because they're <laughs> so obsessed with like whatever calories and or something. And maybe that shit. was the assumption that was made, but it so, was funny. <laughs> I need to know. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people coming out of the woodworks about this because this is a big topic in people's lives. Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi, you a Coke family or a Pepsi family? I, I need want, to know. Yeah, I want to hear you what know, the people have to say. Can I tell you what family I was? A Shasta family. Shasta. I was a Shasta family. Shasta makes crazy sodas. I'm talking Tiki Punch. I'm talking (laughs) orange. 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 Just orange. Just orange. It's never been anything else. Um, Is that the Vons brand? No, this is what we would get from Winco. It's not. It's not a Von. It is its own brand, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we were a Shasta family if we ever even had soda. We were a Powerade family. Powerade over Gatorade. It's a mix. Like, like we weren't, right. we didn't have lines. Hmm, fair enough. And Powerade came out after Gatorade slinging fucking propaganda like we're the healthy Gatorade. You look at the, it's all the same bullshit. There's like way more sugar in There's Powerade. There's 80 grams of sugar. In, but the Powerade would come clear because it was like, like at first they came out with clear it was like Powerade. vitamin water basically. Basically they were like, we don't dye ours. And then I think they changed their whole thing because they're like, no, kids want to drink like blue. blue. Yeah. <laughs> If my drink isn't like blue or red or something unnatural, I don't want it. If it doesn't change the color of their tongue. Yeah, what are we doing? Also, is that not embarrassing? Like if a blue you tongue? if you yes. Like as an adult? Or as just an in adult general? Especially, but when you're when you're in high school and like things are starting to become cool and or not cool and you don't know about it yet, so you drink you guzzle that blue powerade. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Your tongue's blue and you're like, Oh. Yeah. Do you remember the I don't know. 
was it fruit roll-ups that um they had like the stamp like yes. it was like a shrek themed yes. one i remember yes. distinctly there was a shrek yes. theme one and it had like shapes of all the characters yes can you imagine showing up to a job interview well these <laughs> with days with a fruit roll-up tattoo on hey, your tongue <laughs> hey these days you can't discriminate against that okay <laughs> hey how did you eat your fruit roll-up this is an important question how do you eat a fruit roll-up the same way i dispense like in a in a line you take little bites? Yeah, I'm not bundling it up into a ball like a psychopath. I bundle it up <laughs> You're into insane. a ball. You're insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to be overwhelmed by flavor and chewing. And it's like... That's too much. It's yeah, like your, not... your spit gets thick. <laughs> you can barely... And you're trying to talk through it. Because like, I have no manners. I've never had manners. And I've always been like a gross gal. And so, yeah, I'm with this giant ball of goo that's horrifying (laughs) and at that point everything's purple everything's purple everything's purple (laughs) and that's not a cute color you Mm -mm. want the red you want a pink tongue a red tongue if any (laughs) do you now have you maybe not because this is such a girl and hyper focused hyper critical thing but Mm. do you have a cute tongue i don't do i have a i know that about myself I can't see it in enough light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your tongue is fine. Okay. Mine, What's a not cute tongue look like? That's... It's not cute. It's... Now, hear me out. I brush my tongue morning and night. Uh-huh. I floss. I I think I have decent hygiene. That's great dental hygiene, yeah. But, like, my tongue isn't, like, pink. It's, like, kind oh, of, like... Is it, it the lacks color? color. I and thought it you were talking about, shape. like, length... I'm talking dexterity. shape, I'm talking dexterity, and I'm talking color. I feel like color. that matters more than color. <laughs> I think color, though, like, if you stick your tongue out in a photo. Mm, okay. Like. And it's just, like, deathly gray. It's just kind of like nothing's <laughs> really going on. I just don't know how you're going to. It's not cute, is all I'm saying. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We have questions from uh, Instagram Ooh, that I want to pull up. Let's do because it. how fun. Um, Jordan, entertain me. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, someone asked, actually, this is a funny question. So do you follow Small Time Citrus on Instagram? I do. Okay. So meme lord of the Ojai Valley. Uh, pretty controversial, but also just like a silly, silly meme guy. Mm-hmm girl who knows i think i no no it's very no, obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. actually he's like in was, all of his stories okay yeah. i was gonna say because when it's i also his like personal account yes when i first followed a small time citrus it was kind of like a veal like who's behind oh. it but i forgot that's no longer a thing no. so someone asked is there a connection between topa topa podcast and the small time citrus instagram page and the answer is no no nope. not at all not even a little um so random that's it (laughs) random uh somebody wants to know jordan where were you on january 6th (laughs) i was at work in california were you at work yeah i've got an alibi okay yeah me too i clocked in i I feel like one who calls it an alibi yeah it's pretty damning check my alibi Uh, (laughs) no but i was at work yeah and i remember I don't know, you get like a ding or something in the news. Oh, the news was fucked up that day. It was day. fucked up that so, day. So, on the note of alibis, and I just want to make sure the goobers know, because if you don't know this, something's wrong with you, but when I watch TV, something's wrong with everybody, don't fucking talk to the cops. No. Duh. Do not. If you end up in one of those little boxes, <laughs> and they're interrogating you, you keep your fucking mouth yeah. zippered, If your lawyer or someone to represent you is not there, shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, 
after they arrest you and you put you in the car, you shut the shut fuck the up. <laughs> you shut your little mouth mm-hmm. and you keep it cool, man. Remain silent. It's called pleading the fifth. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Fifth. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a Dave Chappelle joke. I don't know. That might, you know, the Gen Z in the room's uh, cringing right now. Uh, if you were on tap at Topa, what beers would we be and why? What beers would we be? Yes. As a... Huh. I'd love to be KQ Express. Yes. Something for everyone. Okay. Is it because Light you're Light and Asian? breezy. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like Sapporo. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I'm thinking too because uh, the original can design, mm-hmm. which used to be so cool. It's so cool. But it's like, cool. The original can design was mimicked off of the one of like the Japanese train it's lines. Literally, right? yeah. It's yeah. like the map of the Tokyo train line. Um, Very cool. Did you know that the KQ Express is spelled like in japan yeah it the word is k-e-i-k-w-u or something like it's it's k-q it's a lot of letters K-Y-U, for like yeah two syllables well you know what I, mean? I just i was like yeah it's a train line in tokyo and then i looked up kq express the letters and nothing popped up and i was like <gasps> not even the topa beer <clears throat> well the topa beer but like <laughs> i was like oh it's just bad you're not but a liar our marketing man no it's kq though KQ. 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 Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. And it's a little hoppy, but it's fresh. It's light. It's got something to it that's not lagery, but it's also like, mm, I could I could have another. I could. I could have another. <laughs> I would say that I'm the, for multiple reasons, actually, I'm the Grove Trotter series, which oh. is our rotating I like that for sour. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tall, so I resonate with trees, and Grove <laughs> suggests me trees. It comes in a tall can comes in no it doesn't well the sours do it doesn't come canned <laughs> fair enough but it's a the, sour we have a lot of sours we have a lot of, and they're keep always it t- hey keep it tight manager <laughs> shit keep it together um and it's fruity it's freaky and it's always changing <laughs> okay sorry I'm, I'm gonna text our marketing department right now because it's fruity it's freaky and it's always changing hey. <laughs> it needs to be on the board. It really should be. I it like really it. should be. Um, okay. There's a fuck Mary kill for both of us. Mm, let's do it. For me, <laughs> it's Mario, Luigi, and Goomba. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm killing Goomba. Obviously. I'm fucking Luigi. And I'm marrying It's a me, a Mario. Maybe Actually, Luigi the... is superior, though, because he's a little taller. <laughs> and green goes better with my eyes. Oh, okay, yeah. Because for... be... it's your arm candy for the rest of your life. Exactly. And you know but what? Mario Mario's has got a spirit, though. And does Mario... Which Mario's giving any... by. <laughs> I was going to say... Mario's giving by. Of any of the characters, yeah. who has the biggest dick energy? Luigi. Luigi. Don't you think? He's tall and skinny. <laughs> Well, like, there's something going on in those mm-hmm. pants. Luigi be hanging. But Mario's going to make up for it. Mario's got something to prove. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay, we have one for you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm not ready. FMK, Dr. Jill Biden, <laughs> Michelle Obama, Ooh, or Hillary Clinton. That's so easy. Okay. <laughs> F Dr. Jill Biden. We know that, though. Mary Michelle Obama. Okay. And I'm just going to leave it at And that. those emails got to go, baby. It's not even that. JK, it's just LOL. Like... It's compatibility. Mm-hmm. You're not a it saxophone kind of guy. <laughs> also, following up 
Bill Clinton sounds intimidating. Are you kidding me? I feel like I'd need to... He was... I think he was a kind of a big deal back in the day. That's what I was saying. With a saxophone and everything. <laughs> yeah. I need to tread lightly. Yeah. Um, okay. That's all the questions we have. That's a good Goobs, one. when I post that on Instagram, you know, I was posting about weird time, but I did give everyone 24 hours this, this round. So we got the Instagram questions in. <laughs> Proud of y'all. Okay. So on the last episode, Cody told me about MILF Manor. <sighs> and now it's in your notes. I just want to know more. I'm... It's I'm horrifying. Invested. It's literally a horror show. It's, like that's it should be classified as Have a... you seen the first episode? No, did let's you? Let's do it. Okay, let's watch it. Okay, that's our homework. That's our homework and the next time we're here we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing So this is the problem I have as a straight woman in the who has dated before. <laughs> <laughs> um the mother-son relationship mm-hmm. can be really weird. Yeah. Almost always. <laughs> I hear horror stories from my other female friends about their mother-in-laws mm-hmm. and the things they say and the things they do. Um, the girlies who get it, get it. The girls, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird fucking behavior. It's weird <laughs> things. It's weird. And the type of people that would sign up for this kind of a show. Are like that. Are like that. Yes. On that note... I'm going to segue. I'm, I'm, I got to get out of this conversation because I'm freaked out, but I can't wait to watch Eject. the show. Eject. Uh, cut that, cut that, cut that. We are going to introduce Blair's segment for the week. I loved her segment last week. Amazing. I'm glad you're listening. Riveting. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is riveting. And that's what I'm saying is that her passion just makes everything. It makes make things mm-hmm. make sense. And it makes it exciting. And the just the OMG fact. The oh my god. I know. Like, can you fucking believe it? Can you believe it? Let's get into it. All right, Blair. I'm so happy to have you back. Hi. A few things have happened since the last time we have talked. Yes, things have happened. More city council meetings, surprise pop up city council meetings, (laughs) and then more school board meetings. Awesome. I think there's more to the school board stuff. So mm-hmm. let's get quick on the on the city council update because yeah. there's another full size meeting, like yes. regular scheduled meeting on the 14th. Yeah. So I didn't even know this meeting was happening. I mean, I'm sure they alerted everybody, whatever. But um, so this was a special closed session meeting. And before the close before they go into closed session, they have a bit of open session and they talk about whatever they can talk about in open session. And so one of the agenda items was to discuss the last kind of what you know the last time we talked about Leslie Rule council member rule she was she had thought she had permission to say some things about the previous closed session and she said like two sentences but it was enough for kind of the community to be like what, what? Like, you guys are talking like that in private session? I'm guessing everybody on the city council also had, like, clenched buttholes at that time. (laughs) Like, like, oh, my God, what else is coming out? (laughs) Like, terrified. I mean, because I guess there's an idea that closed session stays private. And I guess, which I didn't know and which I learned from this last meeting, is that closed session is covered under attorney-client privilege. So one of the agenda items was to discuss... Basically, the the what punishment or not they would look at for council member rule breaking the 
confidentiality right. because it's you're you're representing the city and it's the city's lawyer so it's like they have to protect the city um so there was this whole so leslie rule had proposed that they just remove the agenda item like let's not let's i apologize like she was like she did apologize she said i was under the wrong impression i shouldn't have done it i won't do it again i promise i won't can we take this off the agenda meaning can we just stop dealing with it can we stop talking about it? can we just kind of move forward with other items and so there was a discussion in open session about would we do that and so uh council member francina wanted the uh, uh, I, agenda item removed and then the three others, Mayor Sticks and a council member Whitman and then council member Lang. Lang was very, very like unsure about the whole thing. Whitman definitely wanted it to continue. He wanted to have closed session discussion about it. And he wanted to exclude council member rule from that closed session. Oh, yes. And then also Mayor Sticks wanted to do the same thing because he was his idea was that you're going to go and tell everybody in closed session what you've told yeah they don't trust her they don't trust her now so it trust has been broken so councilmember lang of course is the swing vote now again which i find so fascinating because she ran on a slate with whitman and mayor sticks saying we're gonna be the ones to do the work in ohio but she's getting in and she's going well, maybe I don't agree with Mayor Sticks and, and Councilmember Whitman all the time. Right. Well, because like, I'm guessing their like, idea going in is like, we're the dream team. We can pass stuff because we have majority. Exactly. And now that she's into power and she used that to get elected, she's like, well, not everything. Not everything. <laughs> I mean, like where we can find common ground, maybe we find common ground. But she's also like, and I thought she had good points. Like she was, I was like, going to say, I, th- I think it's really hard to just say you're going to go along with everything. Totally. And she has she has her own philosophy. I mean, everybody does. Every politician has their own political philosophy. You obviously have to make some like strategic moves, which she did, obviously, to get elected. But she also must have some political philosophy about, you know, she mentioned restorative justice. Like, basically, can we talk this out without getting punitive? Because the thing that they wanted to talk about in closed session was suing council member rule for breach of attorney client privilege and that's kind of i feel like a big deal if you're suing a sitting council member yeah but for them it was a big deal that she revealed that whitman said you know that she was talking out of her ass and you know that mayor sticks (laughs) may have ties to simply oh hi yeah you know might may allegedly (laughs) allegedly (laughs) okay so in any case that was a whole big back and forth and um what they came to was an agreement to remove the item from that closed door session because they had other things to do. They had other work to do in the in the closed session. So they came to agreement that they would uh, remove it from that night's work and they would come back to it with council member rule part of the conversation. Okay. And that was Rachel Lang's um, negotiation. Suggestion, yeah. She sat there silent for and I timed it because I was like this is the longest silent I mean she was deciding on a vote they were voting they all said their yay nays you know yes nos whatever's and it got to her and she was the swing vote and it was she was the last vote and she was silent for a minute and 29 seconds silent that's tough I mean she was grappling and then 
and then they she did like a sub because you can like substitute blah 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 blah, amend motions so so then they got through to being able to do that and she said i can do let's take it off let's kind of cool down tonight let's talk about it another time and i do she did want council member rule there Uh, yeah for that conversation you know what Lang is keeping it interesting for us. Keeping it interesting. Definitely. I mean, and I'm, listen, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I, I mean, if you can only go with what you Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it shows, like, bravery and or court courage to stand up to the face of, like, yeah, I said these things, but things have changed. My feelings have changed. The information mm-hmm. I have has changed. Yeah. So, and just, like, yeah, it was bad, but, like, are we really ready to, like go to war like are we really ready to go to war or can we just like be normal people and like negotiate and apologize and accept and accept for and and there were public comments along that line there weren't very many public comments but they were all there to kind of say you guys have got to chill out like you've got to relax like well they were and they weren't as gentle how i am saying it they were pretty pissed off that you guys have work to do yeah like like you're sitting here and talking about how somebody said something which a lot to them feels like we should know that people are talking like that behind closed doors. Like that's how the comments were saying they were like, you know, we should know that you're talking like that just because you're embarrassed about how you have been talking, how your words sound. I mean, and granted, maybe Whitman would say that those weren't my words. Maybe I mean, yeah, you know, council member rules, not the like only person on. Yeah. So maybe he's like, I didn't say it like that. Whatever, whatever. The point is, they were saying, you guys really got to get it together. Like, please be serious. Please well, be serious. I guess we'll see what happens on the 14th we'll there. We'll see. And that's another meeting with other agenda items. I don't really know what those details are, but they're going to talk about like a rental ordinance. Like, yeah, um, I saw that. And then also, I mean, the work that they didn't do with the last school yeah. at the last <laughs> um, council council meeting. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, always and more work to do. There was like a pretty big decision made and a lot going on. You've been going to so many meetings, meet and greets, community events yeah. around the school board stuff, changing up the schools. Mm-hmm. And so what is going on there? What has been decided? So this last kind of just like setting some context, this last week, uh, the assistant superintendent, Dr. Knox, went around to every school site and listened to parents and their perspectives about the whole changes. They had um, the administration had given the community and parents options different configuration ideas and so parents have those kind that information before going to those meetings and saying well I don't like this configuration or I think it should be like this type of thing and and Dr. Knox was kind of like she had did say before a lot of the meetings like I'm going to debate with you and I'm, I don't want you to feel like I'm arguing with you but I want you to know the pros and your problem and I'm going to say why I think that that con is maybe a pro or how a pro over here will negate your con like we're going to have a conversation about it right so some of that happened some of that happened some of that i mean she did do that work i mean i don't know how many minds were changed i think people came in pretty um clear on their perspective already and shared that with her which i think needed to be done a lot of people needed to get like anger and sadness out and frustration which totally agree i mean i had my own like snap moment where I was like, you guys have got to tell us this information. One of it, one of them was that they didn't ha- they don't have numbers for exactly how much money closing this or each configuration would save, which is the main thing that we're all trying to grapple with. Yeah. And they just don't have the numbers. And it's tough when you're asking somebody to do something blind. It's like rude. You go, how are you asking me to do this? Yeah. So 
absolutely share the frustration there. Um, but that's where the board was. That's where the, the board was in a very similar position to the community in that they also do not have the financial exact numbers for things. Because in some ways, it just won't exist because you don't know what yeah. the configuration actually is going to look like until it's done. But also, our audit that was supposed to be done in December wasn't done in December. It was de- it was we got permission to have it delayed, but that's not coming in until the end of February. So the school board meeting was this week and it is before the end of February. So yeah. the board is in the similar position that we are yeah. having to make a decision without having all with, the information. Exactly. That's really hard. It's like insane. Yes. And it's not cool. So VCOE is requiring us to like heavily suggesting and I don't think at this point any heavy suggestions from VCOE are suggestions. Right. I th- I th- I mean this is my personal opinion. Other people have different opinions. You know, we've had a lot of people become extremely educated about education and how things work over the last like few months. Yeah. when this has been going on because we don't trust the administration to give us information. So yeah. a lot of parents have just been digging into things and trying to figure out things on their own, talking to people, you know, asking for like experts might becoming like experts on this whole stuff. And it's like crazy. We should yeah. be able to like trust our professionals, but that trust is broken. So um, the last council or the last school board meeting, um, it was crazy because like, that's the that's a major issue. It was the meatiest part of the whole meeting. Yeah. Like they still had other stuff to do. Like it was it's so yeah. crazy. We were talking about this last time. It's like they can't really get through anything. No, they can't. Well, they do. In, but the meetings go until 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And people are like pissed off that the meetings go so late and that you're making the decisions so late. But it's like, guys, we had to listen to two hours of public comment. I know. It's that, crazy. And that's a rule. Like, we got to listen to it. So if you don't want to listen, like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you got to have the public comment, don't yeah. we? So we need... So in any case, they decided on a configuration. And that configuration is preschool and TK together on one site. Maybe possibly a second site. And the east side. So they want to kind of cover east and west Okay, then they want to have a K through six site somewhere. They also want to have a K through six or K through eight site somewhere. They are going to ask staff to see if K through eight is possible on any of those sites. If not, then it would be two K through sixes and then have a turn Nordoff into not move middle school over there, turn Nordoff into a seven to 12 high school. Okay. Keeping some like areas, trying to keep the kids separated in a way. Yeah. But also really acknowledging that there will be a lot of mixing because one of the main reasons they want so many people or the seven and eight over at Nordoff is because they literally have the space. Yeah. Like there used to be 1,200 kids there. There are now 750. In three years, they think there's going to be 500. Ugh. The way enrollment is going. Yeah. So they're like, we have to have bodies over there because that's how you keep the programs. If yeah. you don't have the kids, you can't have the teachers. Like you have, they have these ratios, right? Yeah, so it's of like you need to have, 
you need to have the people all in one area so you can offer Spanish. You can't, you know, you can, yeah. no teacher wants to come and work one period or two periods of Spanish. Right. They want to work a full day and have a full contract. And, well, and just have one place to work. And one How place to work. How many schools do they want to bounce around to? It's not like sustainable. It's not realistic to ask someone to work like that anyways. I mean, it's funny because... They have used that as as in a you know one of the main reasons that we should consolidate because so many of our employees are traipsing all over town to get from site to site, you know, and a lot of people don't. I mean, I don't want to say they, they they don't care, but they don't think that's the main. That's oh a my big God. concern. But I'm like, I that's know. awful. Ask me. Yeah, I would not want to do that. I mean, just like imagine your normal life day to day, right? Then add the stress of like travel, like getting to um, it's basically like getting to six meetings a day. Exactly. That are in different locations and then being prepared, being aware, being have the energy lead children in a class like that's crazy. And then I mean, and that's currently what we're asking our 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 employees to do. Yeah, a lot of that. And then not only that, we're asking the people that I feel like, you know, of course, teachers are so important, but we have so many like mental health professionals that have to travel to each school site. Yeah, our special education workers who work with our most vulnerable populations. We're asking them to be traveling then you're asking maybe like you've got to have a psychologist on one site one day and then so that means that what if there's a a situation where you don't have a psychologist available on your site wouldn't it be cool at least if we were closer that you had more people on the site available to you at almost any time which is what the administration is kind of saying so it sounds scary but it's i mean change is scary and that's what it is it's just that they have never experienced this They didn't expect this for their children. So things are changing and it's really scary. And I do respect that. Yeah. But it's also like this change brings a lot more resources to their children and can potentially like ensure that their education is better. That's what that is part of the selling point. You know, I mean, I think it's probably a little premature to say that that will happen. Right. Who knows? But it's like, that's the that's the pitch. Okay. That if we have the people together, the bodies, the kids together in a closer space, more resources will be near the children, which makes sense generally. But, you know, people are really attached to the ideas of the things that they thought of were going to happen. And it's crazy. I mean, somebody said, you know, I moved to Mercer because I was close to a school. I just bought this. Hat. And now... It's going to my school going to be here. <laughs> How yeah. am I going to drive to school? You know, I mean, for me, I'm like, I feel like a logistical things are things that can be worked out. Yeah. But it does take people. <clears throat> I think <you> that <clears throat> one of the biggest things that I know when I talk to other parents or other moms, like when they're having kids mm. before they even get pregnant, they're mm. trying to get pregnant. They're, they are pregnant. Mm. You're already planning their educational path yeah it's true we're in this school district amazing they can walk to school they can take the bus we can i can walk them in the morning yeah like there's so much built around Mm -hmm. kids education so it makes sense that like there's so much emotion and Mm -hmm. the stakes are high it's one of the last places that we actually still gather as a community with all of our differences and different ideas which is actually one of the things I really love about public school and find it so valuable and typically with the same goal right I mean but it's bringing a lot of people with different perspectives into it you know there used to be people you went to church with like we don't really have that anymore you know it's just a different culture than it was so schools and that that is the that 
is so important. It's like the last thing that's about the family, you know? Well, yeah, I mean... And they get the brunt of a lot yeah. of crazy craziness they have to decide so um part of part of that decision so that's where they are things may change depending on if staff sees that they can have another childcare or tk site on the east side and the west side which is so weird to even think like east side west side of what like we're literally in one valley guys like it's a two mile drive for me three miles I mean, max. to be fair if i'm driving from like oakview to san antonio like it, that's taking me 30 minutes but I just never in my mind, in all my years being here, I mean, you call it the East End, sure, but we never called like Miners Oaks or, you know, Miramonte, the West, the West part of the Valley. It was just, they were just their own little places. It's just funny. Like now there's an East Side and a West Side conversation. They don't want to have a wealthy East Side school and a poor west side school so yeah. how do we do that and i'm like what also like demographics have seriously I was changed say, if anything all the hipsters have moved into minor's oaks i mean <laughs> minor's oaks aka silver lake yeah. of ohio like please be serious like these houses are going for a million dollars yeah i mean they're expensive too so i well blair i won't even go yeah. to the deer lodge okay oh my god i know i won't even go across town no okay? don't cross over to the west side West and side for life. It's only about the fact that uh, I don't want to get in my car. Yeah, that's true. I but I love everywhere. the Deer Lodge because I'm like, okay, that's yeah, a same. two minute drive. Yeah, that's it's a, a ten six... minute drive for me. See, that's hard. But for me, I'm like, that's my watering hole. Okay, yeah. like I can be picked up. I can walk home. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so. so we're keeping our eyes peeled. There's going to be some more peeled. developments and fallouts with that. It sounds like we have an audit late mm-hmm. February to keep our eyes well, on. Well, one little thing that did pop up, not one little thing, There, uh, there is a group of people that <laughs> is trying to recall Right. One of the council members, um, oh, okay. Trustee Chandler, they are have a petition in to recall her and remove her from her seat. They are saying that she is like basically colluding with Dr. Morris. They are friends. They okay, are wait, actual so friends outside of the, like work. From yeah. city council over to the school board meeting, you're saying that the Chandler, who's a city council member. No. I'm sorry, I'm confused. No, it's school okay. board. School board. Okay. We have her name is Rebecca Chandler. Okay. She is on the school board. Got and, it. And there's a group of parents who want to remove her because there's an idea that she is, quote unquote, like protecting Dr. Morse in being removed from her position so that there the idea is if we get rid of her then we could get somebody else in her seat that would vote to remove her and then we could get rid of her so it's like a domino it's like no they don't it's re- very much like oh we can't get rid of morris at this very moment so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go pull the whole tower down actually and rebuild the entire fucking building i mean there's people that really want the entire board gone which i'm like these guys just got literally elected in 40 50 days ago and they're ready to they they're not giving them a chance for anything and listen is it right or wrong but for me if i'm a person i'm thinking i'm a community member i am dr halverson i'm atticus reyes these are all the newest trustees i'm i'm phil moncharsh None of those men went in with nefarious reasons. They really do want to do what they think is best for their community. These are longtime community members. Atticus, you know, graduated from Nordoff in 2015. Like he's like five minutes from school already, you know? Yeah. He has a vested interest, you know, 
Halverson and works. I mean, like there is an idea that these now three people are like they should go too. And my thing personally, I mean, this is totally my own personal opinion, is that if we continue to be so impatient with people who are trying to participate and do their best and do the right thing in governance, we are going to dissuade so many people. Who's going to do it? From Who's trying do the to work? help. I mean, because the thing is, for me, you could get rid of all of them and you could get new people in. But who's to say the same groups or the same you're going to not fuck up like somebody like you think somebody else fucked up and somebody is getting ready to recall you. Well, it's also you know? just like, how are we going to start over with a brand new group of people without slowing and slowing everything down? Well, we're not. And, and you know, these guys did their best to try to learn the issues. They weren't like, you know, deep people that knew every single thing before they got on the board. And I don't want Do you I'm have like, to not an apologizer for them either. Like they should know some stuff for yeah. sure. Like they should be if you're going to do this, especially at this time, you need to get in and know your business. At the same time, literally, just like the school, just like the city council, you're not allowed to like talk with each other. It's not a collaborative, like working group. Like you go to your job and can have a meeting and talk about things. You literally cannot do that. You can call one other person on the board and have a conversation with them. And you can call one other person on the board and have a conversation with them. You cannot have three people talking about anything together. That is a violation of the Brown Act. So... It's you, they tough. literally can only get work done in public because they want the public to see the work they're getting done. Yeah. But that means that things are slower, yeah. that edu- that perspectives aren't being able to be shared. I mean, unless everybody's writing op eds and saying, hey, go read my op ed. You know, this is what I think. Do you agree type of I don't know. Maybe that's how people do it. Maybe there's intermediaries that like help people say, hey, I talked to somebody and they said, you know, one of them. Probably there should be in some ways. But at the same time, it's like, I just like, it's a bummer. Like, I hate all of this. Like, everybody, it's it's fucked. It's yeah. fucked because the administration has lost so much trust that our community is saying that no longer do, we, we, we distrust you so deeply that even somebody who says they're your friend, we will not trust. Oh, because Dr. Chandler and Dr. Morse are actual friends. Their yeah. friend, and it was crazy because at the meeting, um, her son got up to talk about her character, and I'm just saying, if that's me and I'm the mom, and that's my son getting up to talk about how I have changed his life and like helped him, I w- uh, no, I mean she was bawling up there, you know, yeah. she was crying. I'm gonna and cry then, right now. I know, and so, <laughs> and he's like my friends, and she trusted me when I didn't want to like go to college, and she got me into a welding program. I mean, it's like we are people, like yeah. we are individual people. Like nobody, I think nobody, even Dr. Morse, who I, f- who I personally feel like is unfit for the job has proven she's unable to do this going forward i really do feel that way i don't think she's evil yeah i think there's been mistakes along the way and just like any other job if you can't do the job you've got to go and part of the job is holding the trust of the community and she and doesn't she's lost have it. it and now they're saying particularly because trustees are for a certain area right yeah so 
this group of parents is based in Miners Oaks, which is her district. Yeah. So they're saying you've lost our trust, which is what they're and and like again, I'm not like judging them for doing it. I think it's unfortunate. I think the whole thing is unfortunate. And their kind of hope is that she resigns on her own and that oh, we don't gosh. have to do this because the other thing is it costs eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. So anyway, that we is we shall see. We shall see. My T- goodness. TBD. Thank you so much. Of course. I feel I honestly am stoked because I do feel like I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Uh, all right, Blair. Thank you so all much. Right, sure. Bye. Bye. All right, Blair, you're a fucking badass. And if you guys are not following Blair on BB Shares on Instagram, do it. Get in there. Come on now. Um, okay. We are doing really well on time, I think. I have no <laughs> concept of where we uh, are. You're helping put together a really fun event, potentially. Right? Speed oh, dating? Yeah. Which is so great. Now, is this a means to the ends for yourself too, or is this you're is there, you're looking around your friend group saying we're all sad and, and single? So is there a personal agenda involved? Maybe, um, but more than that, I think it could be really fun. I think who did I? I had a conversation about do you do you meet people at bars in Ventura? And I'm like, it's kind of hard. It's a small town. Chances are, I think we're. I was just talking about this with someone too. Maybe we're in the group together Mm. talking about it, but someone made a good point that like, especially in Ventura, Oh, I was working on a Sunday and you guys Mm. were around. So maybe you guys, maybe we were all talking, but this woman was saying that in Ventura specifically or like tight knit communities like this, when you go out with your friends, you're with your friends the whole time. Right. And you're focused on your friendship group and stuff. And it's harder for people to, to like break away. Yes. Or break in. Right. For sure. And so it's like you have your coworkers <laughs> uh, and your friends yeah. to choose from dating pool. And like those things, that, that dries up fast a and messy. a little messy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this could be cool. I don't know. I just want, uh, I want to break down that first level of like introducing yourself to someone. And I think it'll be cool if it was less focused on romance, honestly, and more just like, there are cool people that come through Ventura. There are yeah. cool people that come through Topa Topa. Attracts yeah. such a really like great demographic of people, um, and like a very diverse one at that. And so, even to just get twenty five to thirty people, it would be amazing to get to know each other for one minute at a time. How would be kind of amazing. So fun. I. It could be incredible. It could be a horror show. But we'll I see. I mean, <laughs> it's a little awkward, but I think it's so cool to just be vulnerable, show up. Yeah. Try to have fun. fun. Bring a friend, you know, and then yes. you'll have a story at the very least. And you don't need to take it seriously. I'm so excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Amazing. Um, I thought we could also talk about the Ventura Raceway thing going on. <gasps> Insane. Because this is one of like the, not the first events since I've been in like the Ojai Topotalk realm, but one of the bigger ones where I'm like, this feels really similar to some of the stuff that happens in Ojai, mm-hmm. especially with like the school development that was like in talk of last year. But 
There is a development group who wants to come and develop the Ventura Raceway, a.k.a. the Ventura Fairgrounds, into like a multi-billion dollar project, I'm guessing. Because yeah. like... It's got to be. It's, it's so gotta much money. Be. Yeah. They want to do hotels, restaurants. Like have, if you've ever been to the downtown water area in Long Beach, this is what I'm imagining they want to <laughs> do. You know what I mean? They want to fucking put a cute little lighthouse out there, put a yard house, put a fucking... What is that? Lazy dog. Mm-hmm. Put... Put a you roller know, coaster on the pier. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Yeah, yeah. It sounds horrible. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And when big money comes like that, there's so many things that, of course, could be a positive benefit to the town, like jobs. Everyone just always throws around the fucking jobs thing. <laughs> and it's like this town does not want that, does not need that, does not want to be pimped out, does not want a commercialized area. Yeah, that's why this place is the way it is, is because people have been pretty firm on that. And so... And I think it's a scary thing hmm. for people who are especially are living in Ventura right now. Even living in Ojai, I'm like, no, that cannot happen. Mm-hmm. And I've lived here, I've lived there. Anyways, if you're living in Ventura, I think you have to have a Ventura address to like make public comment. Yeah, but if you do make that co- like make be vocal, it. yeah, and for sure. All anyone listening to this that isn't even around, just fucking post it. Mm-hmm. Post repost that post. It's crazy what they're trying to do. This is like this is the kind of stuff and that's why I liked Blair's segment so much last week and the week before. It's like it is so 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 important to get involved with local government because this literally affects our day to day like more than anything else and these things will affect those who live here for generations to come if you're not careful and And i'm sure if you look into it this isn't the first time that the ventura city it's not yeah it's it's just Mm -hmm. now it's realized and now they have an actual plan so it's like yeah probably for the last five to ten years they've been talking about Mm -hmm. developing that area first of all it's fucking stupid that it is where it is because it's in a flood zone. It's in a natural flood zone for Ventura. So you want to go build in a flood zone. We already did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Pretty dumb. When we learned from this last storm, not a great move. Yeah, it's going to be it. It'll be a mess. That's why it's important <clears throat> that you vet your your council members when you vote for them. You vet the people who are in charge of the fundings that are going around in Ventura and Ventura County. Um yeah, give a shit because stuff like this, like it comes over time and over a bunch of tiny little yeah, little, little things little that things, you just like let yeah. go. <clears throat> so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, the last time I was here at Topa Jordan, you were kind of showing off that you got a new ride, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah I, so you're a scooter guy now. I'm kind of a scooter guy. It fits your stees. It fits, <laughs> yeah, it fits your stees. It's, you know, it's on two wheels. It's not a car. Do you have to get a motorcycle license to drive it? I think because of the size of the engine, I do. Um, I don't have one, but this weekend I'm taking a class um, in SOMIS. It's going to be cool. It'll, That's awesome. It's like a three-day safety course. Yeah. That they teach you everything you need to know on a motorcycle. And then at the end of the class, you take a test and you get your class M license if you pass. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it'll be great. See, I've heard from other experiences, people who have scooters like that, where it's like, yeah, you have to get a motorcycle license, but they do it all on their scooter. And mm-hmm. then they're like, I have a motorcycle license, but I could never ride a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's why I mean? I'm like, I want to learn on a motorcycle. Go yeah. hard and then bring it down to the bring scooter. You know? And then the scooter is going to be light work. I think that could solve your speed dating issue how <laughs> so because who doesn't want a guy uh, who, on a scoot i've been throwing around the term lizzie mcguire moment like yes, a lot yes 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 and i'm just trying to have as many 
Lizzie McGuire moments. Yes. Around town. You take it in my the hills. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Take you get it in the hills. You go up to the cross uh-huh. at sunset. Holy. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to shout out a couple local things. So it's like two notes into one. But my fiance, my partner, my love for almost 12 years, is, has been playing music with a group of guys in Ventura for a year, year and a half now, maybe more. But the band is called Shy Fades. He plays bass guitar in it. They've written some songs that he is just playing on. And they have a show at Greater Goods in Ojai on February 22nd, which is a Wednesday at 8 p.m. 222. Angel numbers. Uh, It's going to be really fun. If you want to support the Noise Boy, see me. Dance with me, maybe. I don't know. Get weird. Be weird. Be weird. Have fun. (gasps) Fun isn't guaranteed, but I know two Noise Boys. Because Alec, who has been an honorary noise boy before, is in the band. Ah, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be really fun. It's it's a silly little event. And then I also wanted to shout out my ceramic gals that I'm just obsessed with. Lindsay, who runs Ceramic Saguaro. Saguaro? Saguaro? How do you pronounce that cactus? <sighs> I don't know. Question. And then also Allie Gerber. Uh, two people that really inspire me in the ceramic world who also just did uh, Valentine's Day releases. But Cute. I just think if you're into the ceramics, you should be watching them. Um, super incredible. Just wanted to do my little local shout out for a moment. So what's going on with the wine scene in Ventura? Well, that was going to be my local shout out um, to Ventura businesses that I'm like pretty excited about. Um, Midtown Wines, yeah. who's already open, right. a bottle shop here in Ventura, right next to Prospect or like near Prospect Coffee Roasters. Okay, um, they have natural wines on deck, and Summer and I, I want to say it's Jake, Summer and Jake. Um, the owners are so knowledgeable and friendly and informed and have these personal relationships with like some of their winemakers. Yeah, it's pretty rad. It's cool to walk in there. And be like, okay, tomorrow night, I'm going to be having pizza and watching a movie, and I want to keep it chill. How do you feel like this should go? And they'll just walk you through like four or five different options. And like maybe that's not how you should approach that situation, but it is really cool to have people that are so informed that they're able to come up with a wine for you that you like, that you will like, um, for not like an insane price. Um for pretty much any occasion that you could possibly think of. And so, love them. And then um, in Midtown as well. In Midtown as well, um, Buddy's Wine Buddies. is about to open up. And they look like they're so fun. Um, awesome. I got to meet Alexis at um, the Benchwarmer one night. And we just got to talking about um, why she got into the business and what she plans on doing and like how appreciative she is of this community and it was pretty cool just to like hear her story um and hear how excited she is about like serving this community i think like wine is a pretty underplayed scene in ventura um unlike like there's a lot of wine in ojai there's a lot of wine in santa barbara um i would say that the wine scene in ojai has developed in the last few years too like it's interesting there is more of a wine scene in ojai but at the same time Melissa and I used to talk about this in season one. There is a disconnect. There is a anxiety slash insecurity people come to with wine. And I think that's Mm. what you're speaking to a little bit when you're talking about going into Midtown Wines. Uh It's just like 
you can go in and be vulnerable and just say like what do you think what do you know about because and they're not condescending yeah, they're exactly. not pretentious about it it's pretty cool yeah they're that's that is pretty awesome i do think that at certain age and i think you're at that right age you just turned <laughs> 22 three 23 that's right 23 i remember around that age especially between 21 and 23 when you're finally legal to drink and stuff you're like i'm gonna get into the finer things (laughs) and you start enjoying wine and it's really fun and it's definitely a part of your 20s that you get super Mm -hmm. into i feel like i think for me too like i cook so much and so that is definitely like i mean wine and and food always like food and beverage yeah but being able to find wines that like match certain things and and match certain recipes that's pretty cool i cook so much and so yeah yeah some of the best Wine advice from Psalms that I've heard over the time, especially from my favorite Psalm ever, Melissa Lamb, but other Psalms too, um, because I was once a level one Psalm and just, we got to go to some really cool places and talk to some really cool people when I was like still working there. And I think the greatest advice ever is drink the wine you like and eat the food you like. And like things like everyone is really focused on pairing and it is fun to do that. And it is important to understand how that can work sometimes. But at the end of the day, if you like drinking rosé with three <laughs> cubes of fucking ice in it while you eat whatever the fuck you eat, there's zero shame in that. Yeah. And there's zero in, there's zero need to be insecure. Also, don't be a dick. Like, if someone wants to drink a fucking buttery-ass Chardonnay with a cube of ice in it, Let like, them live who their are truth. you yeah. to fucking shit on that? Yeah. I When I worked in coffee, there's, like, so much gatekeeping yes, in coffee. Yes. Coffee terrifies me. There's a lot terrifies. of gatekeeping and pretension in coffee. And... um. I'm very like I think beer is like one of those things where like it's kind of a thing but it's not as it really isn't as bad with coffee it's like these single origin coffees these things that come from certain regions of the world yeah. and they're roasted to a certain level yeah. and there there's like so much neuroses around it almost um but I always like time and time again like people would be like what do you think about this coffee what do you think about this one and I was like if it tastes good it's it good. tastes good that's why I think it's good yeah exactly I was like if I need to add a fucking 30 grams of chocolate to it yeah it, then I'm tasting the chocolate but it still tastes good like you know yeah. what I mean and so I think like people were always surprised when I worked in coffee and I'd be like no I fuck with the Starbucks pumpkin spice cold foam cold brew fuck yeah you do because it tastes good because like that's good. why because I enjoy it, it tastes good and I think that's like the same sentiment yes. with wine and food. It's like, eat what you think tastes good, drink what you think tastes good. I think that's good. a lot of life, though, is us limiting our joy because of perception or trying to be cool or whatever. And I experienced that. The biggest example I have in my life is pop music. So for like <laughs> most of my life, I didn't just allow myself to enjoy it. Like I always said, I didn't like XYZ because, you know... I was trying to be like cool or listen to like quote unquote good music. The deep cuts. Yeah. Yes. But the older <laughs> I get, the more I'm like, life's purpose is to enjoy life. And if you fucking enjoy that shit and it's doing no harm to anybody else, like who gives a yeah. fuck? Literally, who Literally. cares? <laughs> and so I don't know. It's just like, yeah, don't be pretentious. Don't be an asshole. Don't shit on someone's joy, which yeah. I do all the time, but I do it comically. So who cares? Yeah, you're a comedian. It's de- <laughs> I mean, it's my job. But it is, it's essentially yucking someone's yum. Like, yeah. In which, any way, shape or form. It's just, you know. I think the little joys like food and drink and stuff shouldn't be shamed. It's also yeah. like making fun of someone's laugh. 
Mm. Like don't I remember don't learning that in that. high school that that's like the meanest thing you can do. It's the one thing they like can't change about yourself. Well, it's not the one thing. It's one of the things. No, it's just like, oh, you're experiencing a moment of pure joy. joy. Let me tell you how fucking stupid you sound. <laughs> oh god. I actually love a bad laugh. Like Seth Rogen is Seth Rogen because of that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I can't even do it. I can't, I can't even do it. Um, I think it'd be a really good time to do Cody's segment. So exciting. He's hyped about this New Jersey oh, so season. Excited. So let's do it. Cody's Bravo Universe Are you? Who? Where am I? I'm sorry. I, I think am. I got a concussion. I, I did just uh, <laughs> physically harm Cody you with guys, a microphone. You, you quit a podcast <laughs> and Stephanie literally beats the shit out of you. You fake quit a podcast and I know, literally, you get these hands. <laughs> literally. Uh, the, you were adjusting my mic and it was up very high above me and I it know. dropped down right on my cheekbone eye. I feel like I'm going to get a shiner and I kind of want one. I think it'll be very like fight club sexy. I think you could stretch that out on social media for a good week. Oh my God. Imagine the storyline on my Instagram story. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I hope it happens now. Me too. Me too. I'm, actually, I'm just going to go run into a door. What's going on in the Bravo universe? Oh my God. Well, speaking of which, Heather Gay from Salt Lake City says she got her black eye. Oh yeah. She built it up the whole season. Like maybe Jen Shaw punched her. She didn't want to say. She made it seem like it was this big mystery and now she's saying she was blackout drunk and if you want the real story you have to buy her book bad mormon i'm so fucking sick of these housewives going behind a paywall when they are reality tv stars if you're on reality tv and you have a storyline give it you bravo is paying you i was gonna say are they not making enough money on no, bravo millions right i don't know not hundreds millions. of thousands candy burris from atlanta i think is the highest paid housewife because she's the longest running housewife but listen, I'm done with Salt Lake City's officially over till next season. We're done talking about it. These women aren't getting rich because the Bravo people are getting rich. Off they of are them. getting rich. Absolutely. Just not like millions per episode, you know. Okay. Um, Potomac is nearly over. Love Miami. But guess what, you guys? It's all about Real Housewives of New Jersey this week That's on right. the Bravo Corner because right. I can't think about anything else. I'm so happy to have them back. You know, they, Teresa has been in my life longer than most of the people I know. <laughs> she's been more consistent in my life than my own mother. Like, I just, yeah. she's like an aunt to me. Her do- her daughters, as she, as they all call them, daughters. Her daughters are like cousins to me. So I'm just happy to be back. They filmed Jersey during the summer. So it feels very summertime vibes. You know, they're all so sun-kissed, fake or not. I'm jealous. Italian. I just love them. <laughs> um, my notes are that Louis, Teresa's, fiance as of the first episode now husband his dad said at the dinner he wanted to do grace and he said heavenly father we thank you for the gift that is teresa and that is how i'm gonna pray wait that you is know, so I've cute been looking, i've been looking for a higher power i can't i can't really relate to one lately i think it's teresa judice and we should think i'm gonna say heavenly, heavenly father. father thank you for the gift that is <laughs> teresa i loved that um I wrote that I'm so happy that we're back in Jersey. I just said that. Um, <laughs> Joe Gorka's 80s outfit. They go to it like some 80s party. That's always party. awkward, in my opinion. His, he pulled it off. He had like this really cute tracksuit. Um, loved that. Sick of 80s parties. You know what I'm thinking I'm back sick to? Of 80s you know parties. what I'm thinking back to? What? Fucking Candace on Potomac when she does her stupid 90s party for her weird husband. I would prefer and... her husband's so weird. 
and they are all dressed. Was he Vanilla Ice? He ought to have been. I don't know, but it's they were awful. Oh my god, outfits are Candace terrible. And, I love Candace now. Ugh, I hate to say that. I hate to hear it. I hate to say that. <laughs> um, I'm sick of '80s parties. The other thing that I noted is that they all use as an insult. This must be a Jersey thing or an East Coast thing because. We've heard this insult. It's not like novel to us, but we never use it in California. I can't wait. Jerkwaff. They call everybody jerk a jerkwaff. Yeah. Or jerkwad. Jerkwaff. Like nobody here calls people jerk off. Like, no, it's jerk an off. asshole. Yeah. We're asshole. Okay. Douchebag. Asshole. Douchebag. Douchebag is douche bi-coastal bag. for sure. Bi-coastal. <laughs> um, the other thing, jerk Teresa, off. since the dawn of time, uh, Mother Teresa has always said phrases wrong pronounce words wrong she famously Same. she famously wrote a cookbook and she's like you know it's a cookbook it has all the ingredients like she says stuff like that she's like i use ground common nice. she says the craziest things last season her brilliant season one thing that she said was that she almost blew a casket which it's gasket i love that okay wait that's an inside joke between me and the cox sisters oh really because i get sayings wrong all the time and uh-huh. i was at their thanksgiving dinner and i was like we were all pretty drunk and we we're having a blast and i was like you guys i'm about to blow a casket and like <gasps> it just became it became the thing i am with words like, i'm very bad with clip. words you'll love it you'll just love it that's incredible um and then this episode she wanted she's like listen margaret i'm being i'm being emotional i'm being real i'm as raw as a cucumber i loved that because she meant like cool as a cucumber oh she didn't gosh. know the saying she goes is that a say is that is that saying raw as a cucumber i'm feeling really connected to this character you would love her okay. i absolutely adore her and then last but not least the husbands you guys they are actually the main characters bravo knows that they're the only husbands in all of the franchises that gets paid the same as housewives because they carry the show and that's why jersey is I so say, short i want to watch that the seasons are so short because it, they're the, shelling out it's, dough it's the most expensive to produce and evan goldschneider jackie's husband hot 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 oiled up shirtless for Prove a it. calendar hot send me a photo all right you're late i have to go ice my eye and we're late we're running late you're late oh what oh i'm late <laughs> i'm trying to be as raw as a cucumber okay bye <laughs> bye All right, all right, all right. Okay, I did. I do have a note on here, which is a little heavier. It's so intimidating. It's so intimidating and so heavy. And also, I would say that you and I are just like Cody, where we can go in and out of like humor mm-hmm. and seriousness pretty quickly. Um, but I had a conversation with someone that I really trust and love today about Al-Anon. And I just wanted to reiterate, I've talked about it on the podcast a few times, but I know there's some new listeners now with my new co-hosts and stuff. And I just wanted to circle back on it because I think the conversation around addiction is so hard, Mm. but it affects so many of our lives, so many of our lives. And so Al-Anon real quick is AA for people who are on the other side, which means Al-Anon is for somebody who has a friend, a mother, a dad, a a sister, a brother, an uncle, anybody in your life, really a coworker, a boss Mm -hmm. who has an addiction like alcoholism or a narcotics addiction or whatever it may be. And it is a resource for people who are on the other side. And it is something that has changed my life in immeasurable ways. I have a lot of alcoholics in my life um, and that's like probably the main thing that I struggle with Mm -hmm. 
and it's something that I've that I've learned shapes every single one of my relationships, mm. every single one of my interactions, how I handle stress, how I handle anxiety, all this stuff. And I was just talking to about a friend with it today and it's a lifelong thing. They talk about addiction as a lifelong thing, right? For the person who is addicted. Right. So alcoholism is a disease and it is something that regardless if you're one day, one week, one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years clean, it is something that you will carry for your entire life. It is something you think about daily. It is a constant battle. Mm -hmm. Nothing's linear. Relapses happen. All of that, right? It is the same exact thing for the person on the other side, in mm. my opinion. I experience addiction through the lens of like, I watch everyone around me, even though that I work in like bars and stuff. And that is a huge reason why I've scaled back mm. and I just pick up shifts and stuff because I watch my own behaviors. I watch Ace's behaviors. I watch Alex's. I am very open about that with the people really close in my life that I'm like paying attention. And I do a lot of check-ins like Ace and I do a lot of check-ins about our drinking habits and stuff and it is something that Al-Anon is just like such an incredible resource because it's treated and it goes through the same exact process as AA. So the an anonymity, I can never mm -hmm. say that word, yeah. is one of the most important things, obviously, in recovery. But I'm coming out just to say, like, if you ever want to talk about it, I would keep you private and safe, too. Um, if you ever want to go to an Al local Al-Anon meeting with mm -hmm. me, I would be stoked to go. I think the reason why people don't do AA and why they don't do Al-Anon is because it feels religious. Oh, the yeah. biggest complaint that I hear from people who are either trying to go to AA, NA, SA, any of those is that there is this conversation about a higher power. Mm -hmm. And I talked about this on the podcast. So sorry if this is redundant, but it's something I struggled with when I first went to Al-Anon because I'm like a lot of what they're talking about has to do with giving something up to a higher power. So I brought it up in one of the sessions. I'm like, I just don't get it. I can't connect to this theory. I'm not religious. You know, I can't give it up to God or Jesus. And the best way it was explained to me was like, you're giving it up to the universe. You are saying that you're powerless in this situation and you're okay. Like you have to understand that you're powerless in this situation. Yeah. And that's what a higher power is, is saying that this is above me and I'm going to give it up to the universe. I'm going to give it up to whatever I have to like, I can't control this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And one of my, uh, it's usually I use it in like a humorous way, but like I always joke when there's something that is beyond my control. I'm like, it's like the ocean. Like I just need to respect it. Yeah. And let it do it. Like I'm not bigger than the, but like in a real way. That um, is a great example. This, it's like if it's hard to conceptualize the idea of like self humility or like the idea of giving something up to powers that are not yours. It's like the ocean. Yeah. It's like planning a beach day when you live in Ojai because it's so sunny and hot in the summer <laughs> and you're like, perfect, I'm going to go to the beach and you show up to the beach and it's frigid and you can't see it's four freezing feet and you. you can't see four feet in front of you. You're not really that upset. Mm -hmm. You are because you're like, damn it. Yeah, but what are you going to do? This is what I ocean. wanted. But what yeah. are you going to do? It's the fucking environment. Yeah. You know, like you can be annoyed that your day is quote unquote ruined, but like you, you're not blaming anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just is what it is, baby. So anyways, oh, I don't know. I just think, have you ever been to Al-Anon or no, heard about I've Al-Anon? I've never been, but that's really cool. I think I really, it did strike me when you talked about um, how addictive personalities or even just like addiction in general can really shape and affect everyone involved and those yeah. who are around them. Um, my like dad's side of the family has had like 
drug addiction, alcoholism, like all the way up. Like you, you can yeah. find it in every nook and cranny, right? Yeah. And so the way that it affected my father, the way that it affected his relationship with substance and therefore mine after he raised me, you know, yeah. it's really, it's, it, it, it is one of those traumas or it can be one of those, um, those habits that, that cross generations and can affect entire families. And so, yeah, no, I couldn't be more of an advocate for that as well. Like it's yeah. important to be able to a, no, you're not alone in that thing. And then B, be able to find safe places to have a support group. Yeah. And I would say, too, like growing up or just like most of your life, you think the addict. It's the addict. Mm-hmm. Like it's the addict. It's not me. I can move on. I'm going through my life. Like, yes, there's this X, Y and Z happening on the peripheral of my life, but it doesn't affect me. You know, yeah. and then you and then you go to therapy and they're like, no, you're entire. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first therapist suggested I go to Al-Anon and I got to say, guys, just because it's an amazing resource and just because it's there for you does not mean it's easy. Mm. It was one of my first round through Al- Al-Anon was one of like the most harrowing experiences <laughs> that I've gone through. Like really you have to come to terms with things it's extremely emotional it's just like going to therapy for the first time it's like oh we're doing this like yeah. this is kind of a big fucking deal we're talking about the thing that was unspoken about like forever. Yeah. yeah yeah that i've pushed far 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 away so yeah mm-hmm. it brings up a lot but it if you have people in your life or if you struggle with the idea of addiction if if you're not the one addicted i don't know i just think it's incredible mm. and i think it's just a good reminder for our, all y'all and i think i'm going to go back i'm and it's one of those things that it's like therapy it's like anything really it's like exercise it's like diet it's one of those things that you can always go back to and use as a resource it's like yeah with therapy i will get to places where i'm like okay i'm firing my therapist you know like mm-hmm. we're good and they'll they'll tell me that too they're like i think we you know we've really worked through these things if you want to keep seeing me weekly, monthly, whatever. But it's like you get good and then something happens and then you have this resource mm-hmm. to use you're, you're, instead you're, yeah. of feeling helpless or alone or and you don't even have to go to the meetings. They have books. Mm. They have daily calendars. They have affirmations. They have sayings. They have um, what is that? prayer and i hate to say prayer but it's like it's like give me the strength to uh uh, understand the things that i can mm -hmm. change understand things i can't and the power to change the things i can't change it's the serenity or surrender prayer Mm -hmm. prayer whatever but that's a huge one too and it's like not even a prayer but just like a manifestation of just being like yeah you have to see what in life you can or can't control and Mm -hmm. those things are hard to come to terms with especially as if you're young when addiction hits to think that you can't fix things mm-hmm. like or like the idea of something following you or yeah. affecting your life for the rest of your life is terrifying yeah but if you notice it you can have power over it right exactly like you can it goes back to last uh, last week when we were saying like if you can name it you yeah, can tame it that's true oh uh, and i've been using that app i know How we feel we've added each other i know we have added each other i would say my only critique mm-hmm. is that I wish I could pick multiple emotions in one. Like for sure. one is impossible for me. <laughs> yeah. I sit there and I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, so my new, my new emotion for when I'm feeling low energy and unpleasant at work is just meh. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it's not like I'm upset. There's no like, like catalyst behind meh. this thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's, and that is like for me, multiple emotions <laughs> in one word. Meh. I wish I could pick like four or five emotions. Yeah, I understand. But I think I have an I think- issue with choosing. Like, Cody's like, what's it's your It's just favorite? the indecision. I can't choose. I can't choose things. Don't well, ask me my favorite anything. This will be a good practice for that. Okay, so I am in the midst of a new audiobook. So we'll do my book moment. What you listening to? I'm listening to The School for Good Mothers. Mm. And this has been on my list for so long. By the way, finished True Biz 
which was fucking incredible. Oh my god. Out of ten? One to ten? Ten. Ten. I loved it. Wow. Loved it. Uh I'm a sap though. Like loved it. <laughs> I'm reading School for Good Mothers, and I've had this on my list since it's I think it was a new release in 2022 or late 2021. But I've been wanting to read forever. I really like tragic reads. I like things that like really break you down but i'm learning that there are some triggers for me motherhood is one of those mm. i read this book called push not push by sapphire <laughs> isn't that a book <laughs> that's a different one <laughs> not that one but it's called push and it was like similarly like triggering and my cousin warned me but i didn't think i'd be someone that's like i don't i can hang i like sick twisted shit but anyways the school for good mothers is basically it's like the Stepford Wives take on CPS and motherhood. Like wow. it's it's so interesting. It's like this. It's like all of a sudden CPS nation national wide nationwide or whatever is putting in these new things where it's like a one size fits all m- model for parenting, and it centers around this woman who had a really bad day and put her eighteen month old in like one of those little. I don't know how to talk about this because I'm not a mom. A little thing that like they sit, they stand in and there's like toys around it. Yeah, like a little bouncer. Yeah, like a little mm-hmm. bouncer. Exactly. Yeah. Puts her in the bouncer, locks up the house and leaves. She was only going to run out and get a coffee. Then she ran into work. Da, da, da. Two hours later, CPS has her kid because the neighbor heard the crying and was like reported her for abandonment. Uh-huh. And so she's in the, she gets her child, like she gets her parental like allowance revoked and is given to like her ex-husband and then all of a sudden she goes in front of the judge and she's like i just had a really bad day but cps like wired her house with they're 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 starting to say that human error is causing too many issues in the foster care system and with cps so they're doing all this camera and like surveillance stuff it's like very much a surveillance state it's very much like a one-size-fits-all thing like Mm -hmm. it just reminds me of the stepford wife so much and so I don't want to give too much away. It's like an author- authoritarian but approach basi- to like CPS. Yes. Yeah. So they basically take these women and they say you have a cho- choice. You can get your parental rights revoked or you can go to the school for a year. Uh, roll credits. And it's basically <laughs> like a prison. Damn. Roll credits. Exactly. And I would say that if you can get through 25, because that 25% of the book is when they go to the school. If you can get through that first 25%, you can enjoy the book. But my God. I was like, this is insane. Mom shaming is a huge issue for me. Mm. Like, I hate it. It makes me so uncomfortable. And I hate when people do it. I hate if I accidentally do it. I just hate it so much. I hate reading about it because it's so unrealistic. And I just think the pressures that women and mothers Mm -hmm. and and parents in general go through to be a quote unquote good parent (laughs) is insane, especially because there's so many opinions on it. This book is nuts. This book is nuts. And it's freaky. You sold me. And it also focused, I think, I think this is another book that brings in a lot of like race and culture that I think is really important. It focuses on a Chinese woman and, uh, she has a mixed race baby, uh, with a white man and just like the cultural differences in mothering and parenting and affection and how that plays out is like really interesting too. And so it's just so interesting. It's real good. Nice. I wish we had the immigration uh episode episode to fall back on because there's so many things i want to uh pull on but anyways i'm also reading the throne of glass series which is sarah j mass's very first her very i'm reading her very first book that she wrote when she was still in high school cute it's a wild time it's it's a it's terrible writing but i'm obsessed with it (laughs) i love it 
the lights are like we're literally in darkness so i think we should wrap it up and oh my god okay in 20 seconds we did it oh my gosh uh like subscribe wait rate review i can't i don't have the time to check <laughs> if we got a new review so we'll do that next episode um i think we got through all our notes Hopefully that wasn't we did. too rapid we got fire. All of our notes. Was that like whiplash for the listeners? It was for me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, and so that is a natural lead into what your coffee order is. I know. I'm doing terrible transitions today, but what are you gonna do? Um, we do have a new review. Uh let's go for it oh, because God. you're a new host so We're i fine. feel like it's good for you okay so the title of it says talent be sizzling with a fire emoji the name <laughs> is emily in oakview love emily in oakview emily okay new topa talk fan but after moving to ojai and jumping on board in season four i was bummed to learn the news of cody's departure that being said the first two episodes of season season five are fire steph's people are interesting honest and funny let's be friends glad cody is not gone gone and loving the news segment so i can stay up to date as a new local can't wait to keep listening steph struck gold and i'm here for it oh thanks emily okay best review ever i'm obsessed okay that's our only new review so do like emily and gas us up because a lot of times i'm like why am i doing this (laughs) and then emily comes in and is like i'll tell you why Tell me why nothing, nothing but, but a podcast. <laughs> Tell me why. Oh. Uh, all right, that's that. Bye. Any, any words of wisdom? <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>